Oh. It is episode 111. One, one, one of the Sims and Lefko podcast. Oh, I mean, you turn me down. I can barely hear myself. It's the Larry Fitzgerald. It's the Julio Jones. It's the Carson Wentz. It's the Phil fucking Sims edition. I didn't even realize Yeah, what a dick you are. What a jerk. Turn me up a little bit more on my headphone. You need a little juice left out? What a jerk, yeah. 11. Why was your dad 11? I don't even know. He was 12 in college. I don't know if there was... I think there might have been a 12 on the roster when he got to the Giants. Sebastian Janikowski, Devontae Parker... The 11s right Cole now. Cole Beasley. Yeah, but it's Carson Wentz. It is. You're right. There's not a lot of uh, 11 quarterbacks, though, right now in the NFL. It's a very slimming number. It is. It used to be Drew Bledsoe was 11. Uh, who else did we have the famous 11s throughout the day? Well, I guess there hasn't been as many as I thought there was, really. Man, uh, it was a kind of a crazy week, huh? We did some good numbers on the podcast, eh, Josh? It Tell was, the listeners. Uh, it was the most listened to episode of all time of the Sims and Lefko podcast. Woo, Let's clap woo, it up. Uh, we Why? went over 130,000. Wow. We went over 130,000 uh, 130, listens. Because our content's so fire. Well, I content just is so lit. What is your guys' opinion on to why this, the last... I, I think Bleach Report hooked us up and fire, fire takes. takes. It was programmed in, in all the good spots. Right. We, had spots. Good, we had a good hook. We had some fire takes. I Aaron Hernandez. The stars, the content stars aligned for episode 110. Well, right. let's just say this. If we have new listeners and you're joining us for another Welcome. week, thank you so much. Happy to have you. Uh, I appreciate everybody that commented on iTunes. I have saved some of them because I just assumed that Josh wasn't going to get them. Wow. Um, kind of messed up. Yep. And uh, I, you know what? I, I've played the Survivor stuff for people, your Survivor takes. And, and they, they dig it? They really like it. <laughs> I, uh, so I don't know if I told you, Sims, but I went to Cook Shop again uh, for brunch on Sunday, and Ira was there, and all he wanted to do was talk he's, Survivor. He's getting too much love now. Hey, Ira, shut your freaking mouth, oh, all yeah. right? So that was the other thing. So Ira, <laughs> Ira brought up how Chris told him to fuck off two episodes yeah, yeah, ago, yeah. and he said he was going to put on his LinkedIn resume was told to fuck off by Chris Sims. That's correct. As some type That's of good. worthy accomplishment. Fuck off, Ira. There's two. Uh, it is the day before the draft. We are recording this on a Wednesday. Um, and I think this is my favorite time of the year and also my least favorite day of the year. First of all, can we tell the audience that we got Patrick fucking Mahomes coming on the, oh, the yeah. podcast? Oh, yeah. Only like the most exciting quarterback in the draft. But yeah, we forgot he's going to be on here in like Sims's 30 man crush is going to be in here in about 30 minutes. Uh, the plan today is we're going to be doing uh, Sims v. Fendrick v. Lefko uh, top 10 because I think after 10 is when the draft could get really crazy. Yes. Could get crazy after one, yeah, to be really honest. Yeah, could. You're right. Uh, uh, but then Sims is going to do his full mock for everybody out there for the first round. We'll go through it quickly. Full mock. And then we'll have Pat. That sounded like Sims. That was Fentrick. And then we'll have Patrick Mahomes on. Um, let me just. You don't want to talk about Ozzy getting voted off? We're going to get to that. Only one of the greatest survivors of all time. Challenge beast. All right, got, calm got, down. He got thrown off? You're going to wait your turn. Okay. We're not ready for Survivor. I thought you were talking about Sorry. Ozzy Newsom. I was like, damn, no. what did Ozzy do? I want to do rapid fire news that kind of happened recently. Two big name running backs. Marshawn Lynch to the Raiders. Yeah. What does this mean for their locker room? Uh, Lynch is a guy that's been there, done that. He's a polarizing figure. He's a guy that I think everybody in football is very intrigued by. I'm talking even players. Uh, he's going to be a guy that's 
been on a Super Bowl winning team, yep. is not afraid to make a stand and speak his mind. Everybody you talk to about in Seattle, the players, he was loved in the locker room. Uh, so he, he adds a little bit of it for a young team, a veteran leadership role to where he can kind of lead them the way when it gets playoff time right. and things like that. And he adds value as far as depth as a between-the-tackles runner, which they don't have on the roster right now. Adrian Peterson to the Saints. So it's a, I mean, that's a great signing for both teams because it, and really Adrian Peterson is going to be there. Eng, Ingram's still there at running back, so he's not going to have to carry the load all the time. They're going to find little ways to get him a few passes every game, I'm sure. Uh, but they'll give him worthwhile or share the load at the running back. You know, I don't think you're going to see any more like Adrian Peterson 22 times a game between the tackles. I think he'll get, you know, depending on the game, anywhere from 12 to 18 carries and split it with Ingram from there. I think it's I think they both went to good teams and I think what people aren't realizing is that the Saints offensive line is a lot better. Yes, the and Saints it, run the ball and they do. Um, so I, I got some not comments. Better than, you, you're saying they're not better than the Raiders. No, no, you're no, just no, saying no. it's better than people realize. Um, I have one uh, Facebook, uh, someone that tried to comment on the iTunes page, Peter Edwards, loyal listener, and he messaged me on my Facebook page, and he said, try to post a review, but not sure it's gone through. So here we go. Five stars, the best football trio ever. Been listening since the beginning. I've loved every second of it. What has been your favorite or most memorable moment from recording the podcast? What would you say it is, Sims? What is your favorite slash most memorable? All right, and two things popped in my mind. I okay. mean, when you tried to like make me eat bananas and that crap, right? We made him eat a bagel. We made him eat a, we made a bagel, bagel yep. right? So that, but really, I think my favorite one ever is episode ninety nine when Warren Sapp kind of like totally knocked Adam Lefko's cool out of your walk, and you got a little <laughs> that was, panicked. That was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. <laughs> you tried to butter him up, and he basically didn't get buttered up. I, but. I didn't play nose tackle at all. <laughs> that was great. Man. Good little, little awkward silence. There. What what came what came to mind for you right away? Uh, I think probably Idris Elba when Ooh. his reaction when he saw the T-shirts when he when he asked to take a picture of you guys with the T-shirt. Yes, that was the coolest thing because I was like, not only did we just have this great moment, but he thought it was so good that he wanted to keep it in his phone. Yeah, and then Sims dapped him up and was like, "I'm gonna eat yourself his phone." And then, <laughs> and then I told him he's fashion faux pas when I meant to give him a compliment on his yeah. outfit. <laughs> Uh, the one the one thing that came to mind for me was being set up all week at the Super Bowl, um, and then with that, the episode that never saw the light of day, me and Sims road tripping across the Golden Great Not Golden a good Gate Bridge that Fendrick never published. So that's something that the people never heard, but apparently it was completely incoherent. It lives in the annals of Bleacher Report servers. Twitter questions? <laughs> yeah, let's go through them. Right, oh, so good, good subject change. We got a bunch of really good Twitter questions, so thank you to everybody. Uh, Team-specific ones, player-specific, but I want to start off with one uh, that, Chris, I think you will be a good person to answer this one, but Adam, of course, chime in. Uh, Timothy M., a, uh, his hand, Twitter handle is at atomot8. No idea. That's a tough one. Do players on NFL teams have a preference of who their team will pick? Do you have a story of a player who was shunned from the get-go? How invested are the players in the draft? Um, I, I think you know the ones that are your their leaders of the football team that truly understand the big picture of football. The guys that you know are like, oh, they really love this. They live this. They're they're all over it and. You Listen, I went through it almost every freaking year down in Tampa because I had John Gruden as my freaking coach. And, oh, we're going to draft Alex Smith. We're going to draft Aaron Rodgers. Every year it was a new guy. So I was always watching the draft going, let me see what Numb Nuts is going to do here today. Uh, and, yes, everybody 
that has a starting role, especially if they came off a year where they go, mm, I didn't do my best or it was a rough year for me, whatever. Their, their antennas are up all through this draft process. They're listening to who the teams are rumored to be looking at because they know, oh, crap, this guy might be coming for my job. And yes, the team does get excited. Like, were we excited when we drafted Aqib Tlaib and Cadillac Williams back in the day? Holy shit. I mean, that changed the, the dynamic of our team, the demeanor of our team. We were like, we got a chance. Uh, so, yes, players are certainly paying attention for the most part. You always got a few guys in every locker room that are totally clueless, and I'm not even sure they know who we're playing on Sunday. Do players ever get shunned? Like, what do you mean shunned? Like, like if, if a player gets drafted that the team didn't want or doesn't think is any good, or if a group of people on the team feel like the player is going to challenge an established veteran that they don't want to see lose his job? If they don't come in and act appropriately, they're going to get shunned, right? If they're not respectful, kind of respect the vets, work hard, do those things. If they're like a spoiled rookie that comes in, you'll get shunned in a hurry. Um, that would be one thing. I feel like Sims just learned the word shunned. Um, no, I knew the word shunned. And then... Um, you know, uh, I was gonna go somewhere, go somewhere with that, with my my own history. As far I feel as like you did have a rookie one year that was really underwhelming. Was it Tebow? Uh, no, I was never with Tebow. But uh, no, I was gonna say something else about my own self being shunned. Just uh, think about it. We can cut it out afterwards. Um, cut out the dead air. If we read the question again one more time. Uh, it was just well, that was my rephrase. Yeah, what was your rephrase? Player, player that's been shunned. If there's a veteran, a group of veterans that thinks a rookie is gonna take someone's job. Yeah. Nothing, not ringing any bells. No, I had right. somewhere I was going to go, but I totally blanked we'll out. We'll go to the next question. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Max Mulcahy at Max Mulcahy. <laughs> if you could go back to the 2014 draft, who would the Texans redraft first overall? Clowney, Carr, or other? Ooh. Well, Clowney, because they still could have taken Carr in the second round. <laughs> You're right. That's, that's they really passed all that on has Carr in the it. second round. Yeah, that's a very uh, valid point there. So that one's over. Nice. Yeah. Easy enough. Clowney's uh, a beast, man. They didn't know Clowney was going to get hurt like that. JRMJ at John Ryan 90. Adams, Hooker, or Lattimore, better for Bears at three. No trade situation. Oh, with my shun thing. Yeah. I'm going back to it. This is what it is. Gruden didn't draft me, so I felt shunned the day I got there. That's where I wanted to go with this. I, Gruden, didn't, Gruden never watched me on film until I got done with my first practice and I tore his defense up and he went, holy shit, this guy can really throw it and he's a good athlete. And he literally brought me in after practice because he was watching film of me, I believe, for the first time. And he started going, man, how'd you make this throw? What made you throw this throw? Whoa, whoa, I did, you know, and Rich McKay had told me uh, right when I got there, like, listen, I drafted you. I wanted you. You were first-round grade on our team, and wow. I'm the one that picked you. Right. And, I, and from everything I'd heard, that Gruden really wasn't a fan of me being drafted there. But he didn't have the authority at that time. Typical John. <laughs> I'm as shocked by Gruden this year. He you, loves Mahomes. He usually never likes wow. the guy with talent. Uh, never. Sims's pick for that one, because I've heard him talk so many times, is Malik Hooker. He thinks it's the range. He believes that Amos can play more in the box and that Lattimore and his injuries are too much of a question to take that high at three. Yes, exactly right. Next. Uh, Hooker's a beast, man. Soren Arhet at Soren Arhet. Is the concept of some teams being either draft for need or best player available a social construct? Is that just something we've made up, or is that a real thing? No, no, there, that, that is a real thing. That definitely is. And I would say that there, there's not a whole lot of teams that go that really draft like best player available. There's a few of those teams, and I think the rest of the NFL makes fun of them usually because they go, <laughs> yeah, you got seven defense ends. Tell me how that's working out, right, or whatever the it Colts is. Colts did it with wide receivers Right, there's been so a number long. of teams where they, literally the teams that have a clue laugh at them behind their back, and they go, oh, yeah, best player available, sure. No, teams, for the most part, 
have a plan, have a fail-safe plan. All those things have been put into place here for the last week to know where, okay, these are our top three needs in the first round. Oh, none of those guys with the value matches us, let's say, a pick 20 right. to where we're going to go. Then, okay, what's our plan for that? And then or can we get on the phone and maybe talk about a trade down or something like that? That's how it all comes up. Uh, but but really, at the end of the day, no, they're going to draft best player available for their needs. Yeah, so if uh, apparently Fendrick didn't remind, remember, uh, we're reading comments from the iTunes reviews because these people have been nice enough to give us five-star reviews. Yes. So I've copied some of them. He relies on Twitter. I, it's like his You said you field. had it covered this week. I could have pulled up everything from iTunes. I did. Oh. So let's go to Rod. I only did that because I wanted you upset. I'm oh, very I'm sorry. So upset. All right, Rodster24, five-star review, huge fan of the podcast, very entertaining, shows the intricacies of the sport. This one is a softball for Sims. It's right down your alley. Right down my alley. With Jabril Peppers testing positive for a diluted sample, how much do you think the media and draft experts will attribute his slide in the draft to that test and not the fact that he's actually just not warranting a first-round pick? Yeah. What did I say to you the day that happened? Fendrick said to me, he goes, man, it kind of stinks for you. And I was like, yeah, it does. He goes, because now... Anybody that he doesn't get drafted in the second, they're going to go, well, he had a diluted sample. That's why he got drafted in the second. Mm. No, he is a second round draft pick. That's just the way it is. But yes, the people that do love him uh, are going to use that as an excuse, certainly. <clears throat> and hey, listen, to Bill Polian's you know, comment, right, where he said, you know, the history of the NFL, no player has succeeded as far as testing at the combine. Yeah, I know like Sapp and Randy Moss, right? Mm. But I mean, in general, I think his comment's probably pretty true. It, it's really, I mean, we're talking about two outliers, right? Yeah. There's been more than two in the history of this sport that have tested positive of that combine. So, yeah, it's what we always say. It's like, almost like an IQ test. It really is. Are you that dumb to be positive? Yeah. But I will also say this, and I want to say this so everybody out there can hear this. It's a bunch of bullshit, the whole thing anyways. First of all, this is where I want to go. Can you put Jabril Preppers in the program, even though he's not in the NFLPA right now? Because the NFL will probably do that, right? They're going to go, you're not even in our league, but we're going to put you in our drug program. And then the other thing that drives me really crazy about this is, and I've seen this happen in training camp too, Lefko, you know where I'm going with this, is, oh, oh, okay. Hey, we're having you at the combine. We're going to treat you like a piece of meat. We want you to weigh as much as possible, and we're going to put you through tough workouts. And, you have a and they're telling you to hydrate all the time. And you have a history of cramping, right? which is what Jabril Peppers has. Exactly. So you have a all these things, and literally, I can't tell you, you can't go into a room without people going, properly hydrate, properly hydrate, throughout the whole combine. I heard that and the then you wake up takes, and piss water. I heard the amount it takes is to drink 48 ounces in four hours. I've done that. I wouldn't be shocked, right? I ta- I'm telling you, I had guys on my team in Tampa during training camp, same thing. A diluted sample should not be enough to throw you in the program and threaten your paychecks. I would, I would. There agree. has to be a more advanced way of testing Listen, for weed. This is the other thing that's hurting Jabril Peppers, and I don't think anybody's talking about either, is the fact that he basically told his team he wasn't going to play in the bowl game like an hour before the game. So they, the, people know that. Yeah. So it's not looked at like Christian McCaffrey and Fournette, where Fournette's coach actually told him not to play, yes. and I'm not going to play you. McCaffrey sat out. Peppers must have had like a day of the game revelation that like, oh, crap, I might get hurt, or I could get burned deep seven times. And then it's over. And that it's sel- over. It sounds selfish. And it does. So Shout out to uh, Victor Tozzi, who cheers us from Brazil. Uh, he listens to us every week in Brazil. Uh, his question was, do you like Peterman as a fit for the Saints with the 42nd pick? Ooh. 
Listen, I like Peterman a lot. I really do. Uh, he would certainly fit. I okay. think. I think he would fit the New Orleans system. He's he's ready to handle it from from day one. Excuse me. Uh, Blaine, nineteen ninety eight, best sports football podcast out there. Uh, he's listened to about maybe fifty of ours now, which is pretty dope to hear. Uh, what do, What do you think about the Redskins just trading Cousins to the Niners for the number two pick? Is there any way the Niners would do that? I, I mean, it's just going to depend on how many shiny new picks they can give them yeah because that. why be do it when you're probably going to get them next year i mean most likely yes yeah, and again we're thinking of kyle shanahan a guy that thinks you know his offense is awesome and he can win yeah. with a brian Hoyer or matt schaub or whoever it is stewie 23 informative and funny five stars thank you stewie 23 i just recently started listening it's become my favorite the guys know their stuff i could do without the survivor nonsense <laughs> Eat that shit, Survivor. I like this question. During the draft, if a highly touted player somehow lasts much later than expected, do teams start second-guessing their own scouting and thinking maybe they missed something? Good work, guys. Yeah, that that is a good question. Um, No, I I don't think they do second-guess. They're looking at their board. They're looking at their board and... Really, you've done a lot of homework on these guys for the most. I mean, not for the most part, totally through. So everybody feels comfortable where their evaluation is, and really, at the end of the day, nobody really has any stay, say other than the GM and the head coach. Everybody else is just in the dark and have no idea where where they're going in the draft. Can you talk about the teams that you've seen or heard of watching film in the war room uh, during the draft? I think we talked about that off the podcast, but right. I thought that was an interesting. Thing yeah, no, there, there's been a there's been a number of instances where. You know, teams are it's it's gets the middle of the draft, right? And they thought, okay, there maybe these ten running backs will come off the board before we pick, but there's like this other group of five that we really like too that we think you can get. And all of a sudden, it comes to that point, and all fifteen are gone, right? And they're like, oh crap, the huge pool of running backs we thought we'd be able to get yeah. in the fourth or fifth round are not there, and they start to go down the list. Yes, and teams will throw on the tape and go, you know, we have this guy and this guy. It's a close race, and. They'll make some Off game time one decisions. Play. Not a not a one play, but they'll know like, okay, we're gonna have a pick in thirty minutes, and we like this guy a lot, and we have this guy we like a lot here at this pick. They have a similar grade, and the coach goes, you know, damn, let's just let's go back and watch them one more time and get one more feel, which I'm not mad at. I know this has happened even with like I'll say it, Alfred Morris, the Washington Redskins. There was like two different tapes going around the facility, right? And Kyle got off tape and basically was Alfred a sixth round pick, fifth or sixth. And I basically I think he said to his dad like, "Hey, dad, come in here. We you haven't seen these runs. You got to watch this guy." And that's why they drafted Alfred Morris. But yes, there is stories like that all through the board. You got to remember a lot of players too, and sometimes you have to go deeper than you thought you were going to have to at a certain point to where they just want to get one more clear look to go what does it look best to my eye right now? What do I think? It from just there? blows my mind that with all the time that these teams have to prepare, six thousand come hours. down to an emotional split second decision in the war room where you're rewatching stuff that you've already watched before, but now you're being affected by the pressure of the war room. That doesn't make any sense. Well, well, it does, but bro, it's a never ending list. I worked for the New England Patriots, and I promise you, the the two years I was there for the draft, one of the years. We had like four guys get drafted that we had no scouting reports oh, on. I believe you. This is New England we're yeah. talking about, who literally we were like looking under stones in Germany. You're like, is there a player <laughs> under there? And then we go up to like northern Canada and we're like, is there anybody out there? Like, we, let's make a tape of them. I saw him run across the field nine years ago. <laughs> I mean, that's where we are. So it's, 
It's such a huge pool of people. It's endless, and you're going to miss people, and people are going to slip through the Belichick in a field in Canada. See, I was picturing Sims wearing like one of those Russian fur hats, being like, Bill sent me out here for nothing. Bill, Bill sent me out here to look for Nate Solder, part two. Uh, we got a tweet uh, that my friend Dan forwarded to me. He sent it to the podcast. He goes, podcast question, need the Lefko breakdown on who wins in a three-way brother tag match, Sims versus Mannings versus the Clausens. Oh. So the Clausens, I think the Sims and Mannings look at each other survivor-wise and, and go, go, we're going to team up. And get them out of here. We're going to get rid of Casey, Jimmy, and I don't even know who the other Clausens I don't think they is. could mess with us. I think the Sims and the Mannings got a little too much size for so the So then Clawson when it family. comes down to the Sims and the Mannings, yeah. Uh, Phil is Phil's winning. Up. Phil is beating Archie's up Archie. Hurting. Archie's hurting Archie, right now. Is he older? He's older, and he's having a lot of physical issues. And Phil is a beast. Yeah, Phil is a little bit of now a beast. Now it comes down Phil, to... Phil bench-pressed 300 pounds last week. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's what he did. He couldn't b- believe it. Uh, he texted me, 300 pounds on the bench today. So hold on, did he, did he put 300 or did he put like 270? He was like, well, that was easy. No, he, well, he does it with a, He works out with a trainer. No, I bet you they were around like 260, 270. See, the thing, man, when you meet Phil and you realize at the front of his chest... And his back are like a foot away from each other. Yeah, he's dense. See, and this is what people don't know about The Sims, and I've spent significantly more time with you than your brother or your father. You guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> like, there's no way that the Mannings uh, have the crazy Jason, level. My brother Jason came in, and he was talking to my my. Sims is up here and he's like touching my brother because he touches yeah, everybody. And he goes, he goes, what do you do for your exercise? Blah, blah, blah. And Sims goes, oh, so you do bench. Okay, well, what you should do between each rep is do sprints. So as soon as you get done benching, just start running as fast as you can. Don't waste time getting rest. Like all of us who like never go to the gym are like, oh, my body hurts. He's like, no, do sprints and then then do it. Um, no, but Sims versus Manning. So Phil beats up Archie. Right. Archie's dead. Right. Matt versus Eli. I like Matt strong as hell. So I Matt would probably take me. So I'm not I'm not really Matt is strong as hell. Yes. So you're saying Matt beat kills Eli. Yeah, yeah. Me and Peyton's gonna be a strong well Peyton just think he's gotten hit more, so that's gonna be a help me because Peyton's a big sucker. That's what I'm saying. That ain't you gonna versus, be easy. Who do you think would win? I mean, I just think my crazy card will come out and I'll win. You don't, I, like, but see, like, I also see Peyton. <laughs> like, be, I also see Peyton be the guy where you strike him over the head and right. he goes down and you're like, "Is that all you got, Peyton?" And then you go down to pick him up and he turns and blows dirt in your face. Yeah, right. He goes like, "Omaha, blue go," and blows it on my <laughs> <Yeah>. face. Right, <laughs> and yeah, he, I'm blind. <laughs> and Pey- Peyton set up like booby traps. <laughs> he thought it out. Yeah, he probably did. You're right. He's probably like scouted out the area where the fight's gonna happen. You got any more Twitter questions? I don't know. I thought everyone? you were running this segment. Now. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, that's what I uh, like it. Well, look, you were on the Twitter. Yep, and you didn't like that. You got one more for us. Give me, well, give me one more good tweet. One more good tweet. For the one kids more on tweeter. Uh, okay. Chris Cook, at Chris underscore uh, Crook 14. If it were you getting drafted, what is the mm-hmm. one team you would not want to end up on? And did Sims have this when he was drafted? So if you're getting drafted, the one team you don't want to end up on. So let's go with you. If you're a quarterback right now and there's all the – here's the team. I got them. I got them. I got them right here. Cut out the dead Who is the team that you wouldn't want to go to? Gosh. I mean, you're talking to me at a time in my life that literally I'd like get down and kiss ugly people's fat, gross toes to play on a team. So (gasps) that's a tough question to answer. But, oh, man, that team that – Listen, the two places that just jump out of me right away where I always go, man, I don't know if I want to live there is Buffalo and Jacksonville, right? Mm. But, man, I'd like to be the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I mean, you got nowhere so to go Buffalo, but up. Buffalo. So probably Buffalo. I think the reason I would take Buffalo even over Cleveland is at least Cleveland you have Hugh Jackson and you have 
in like in innate patience. Whereas Buffalo, you're right. I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. Cleveland's a better city than Buffalo, and you have a defensive minded head coach and a GM that might be getting fired, and you might be his pick. Did you have a team when you were being drafted that you were like, man, I really don't want to go to? Oh uh, no, there really. I can't say that there really was. I mean, when I was going to get drafted, I really thought the Ravens, the Raiders, the Packers. Um, who else am I missing there? There was another team or two that was involved in the conversation where I just felt like, ooh, I have chances to go to those places. I had no issues with any of them. Um, that, that was really it. And listen, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they didn't talk to me for three seconds. I never thought that was the were- funniest thing. So Deshaun Watson was in here the other day, and we played Madden. Right. Uh, and it was, it was fun. A lot How of was fun. he? Such a good kid. Yeah. I mean, he's just comfortable. You throw things at him, he handles it well. But again, I'm not going to get biased from one meeting. The only thing oh, I'll God, say so was Nel- Nelson asked him, what do you think? And he, I, he goes, I got a weird feeling that the Bears are going to take you at three. And Watson goes, I don't know, man. They haven't really talked to me at all since the Combine. And he, go, he, goes, he goes, I've had no contact with him at all. Yeah. And I was like, well, just so you know, the guy that I work with, uh, Chris Sims, his dad, Phil, never once talked to the New York Giants. Never, not once. Not even one time did he get drafted. He goes, and they ended up going with Joe Montana. Your dad got drafted before Joe Montana? My dad was the seventh pick of the draft. Right. So, right. I, like, no one was expecting you to go to the Giants. I didn't know that about you with Tampa Bay. Yeah, no idea. No clue. Never talked to John what? Gruden. That's never unreal. talked to the GM. What's the reason nothing. for that? Because it's not like a private conversation that any other team would know about it. Because I could get it if it was public, and the Bucks didn't want other teams to know they were interested do in it. Do they you? only get a certain amount of visits? You do. You only get a certain amount of visits, so that's right? So that, that plays part of so it, So if right? they're sold on you... Yeah, they don't need to visit, or or they just go. Listen, he wasn't really in our plans, but the draft shook out, and here's the third yeah. round, and he's he's on the radar. We had him rated high, we just didn't bring him in for you know a visit or whatever else. All right, it's that time. Do 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 do. What we got f- what twelve hap- minutes till Mahomes. All right, well, what the fuck happened in Survivor? Oh, Ozzy, rest in <laughs> peace, Ozzy. One of the one of the greatest survivors of all time. Why? Uh, Ozzy, so Ozzy has played the game, I believe, four times. I've lost track. He's been on so many seasons. How many times uh, has he won? He's never won. Well, then but, he's not that great. But he has played Sounds the like the most, Buffalo Bills of the Survivor. Can I speak? You know, you took the Twitter segment from me. This is my segment, okay? I get to talk <laughs> now. Uh, Ozzy uh, has spent the most number of days on Survivor total. He's played like... He's made it to like day thirty-seven of the of the three seasons he was on previously. Yeah. So he has like ninety day, ninety plus days on Survivor. No He's one else the has Lenny done that. Lenny Wilkins of Survivor. Sure, whatever you want to say, Lefko. Uh Ozzy's a challenge beast. He dominates in individual immunity challenges. He's a provider for his tribe. He he's the only one that can fish. He climbs trees to get coconuts. Uh, his fatal flaw this season, though, was that he thought that being the tribe provider was a reason for them to keep him in the game. But what he didn't realize <laughs> is that the game has evolved so much from the first season he was on until now. These guys are getting food at the reward challenges. You don't need an Aussie as much anymore uh. to go out and fish for you. So what he thought was his trait that would allow him to stay in the game actually doesn't matter anymore. That they sounds get like a food. bunch of bullshit. No, it's all true. They get enough food at the reward challenges. Yeah, that's bullshit. I mean, it's fucking called Survivor. They have to work for the food. Oh, I agree. I think that, that <laughs> they give them too much food and someone like Ozzy should be rewarded for yes, how good right. he is at fishing. Right. But nowadays, you go to the reward challenges, you get burgers, you get chocolate. Like, they feed these people. So they're like, yeah, fuck it. If Ozzy you doesn't fish for us, it doesn't matter. You man. know what Ozzy is? Ozzy, you got screwed, man. Ozzy's a running back in the NFL. Yeah, right. Pours his Absolutely. heart out there, getting all the contact, all yeah. the brain and it hits. Was so and yet, the game has passed you by. You don't get the guaranteed money. And It yeah. really was pathetic. To watch He's the Alfred Morris at Tribal Council, <laughs> Probst was like having Ozzy make his case why 
he should stay in the game. And Ozzy was like, well, if these people want fish, they probably shouldn't vote me out. And I was like, dude, you're about to get voted out. They don't need fish. They're going to have a reward challenge tomorrow. But everybody, Ozzie, well, when you win a reward challenge, everyone gets fed. No, so they get split up into in uh, reward challenges. So it's like two groups of four. Or are two we groups still? Of five. How many people are left? Uh, I think twelve are left. Uh, so it's groups of six, and the winning group have gets they, fed. Have they merged yet? They did merge two episodes ago. Haley got voted out first, and then Ozzy got voted out. All right, who's the odds-on favorite to win? Still, how many Man. people we got total left? Uh, I think we got twelve left. Okay, twelve or eleven. I can't remember. So uh, we got at least twelve more weeks to talk you, about this. Well, there might be some double boot episodes where okay. two people get. Ooh. Voted out, and if so. you guys are wondering why sometimes the podcasts don't go out right away on Thursday, that's not true. Survivor that's not comes true. out Wednesday night. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> I'm here at 7:30 in the morning on Thursdays, no matter what. This thing goes up on time. Yeah. If there's a reason it's not up by 9 a.m., that's out of I my control. I never question Josh Fendrick. Never. How well, that's dare why you? I'm, that's why I'm here. How dare you? Yeah, and how dare you? Mar- I need to wearing this. Adam Lefko. All right, so he's coming on in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Let's Nine do, minutes, actually. Let, let's do one pick a minute. Just got a text from his agent. Let's do one pick a minute for who we're picking in our top 10. Okay. And with the first pick. Miles Please. Garrett. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Okay, we're all going Miles Garrett. I like Josh going first. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers. I love that you guys are doing it. I didn't know we were doing this. The second pick in the draft. Leonard Fournette. Wow. I, am, I got a little birdie in a tree. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Leonard Fournette. I, I am going with a very standard. I'm playing it safe. Yeah. I figured he'd go crazy. Yeah. I'm going Solomon Thomas. No, okay. I want to win. I'm not going crazy. I'm going Solomon Thomas as well. Deal. Yes. All right, so you're on that lonely Leonard Fournette island. Yep. Number three, the Chicago Bears select. Jamal Adams. Boom, bada, boom. I picked Jamal Adams also. I know you did. Listen, I'm not going to be mad if that's it. Yes, I uh, am going Malik Hooker. Mm. Uh, I just think they're going to go more of the pass defending safety. He's a true free safety, free safety of Malik Hooker, and you've heard my yeah. my two cents about that. they got to play Stafford and Aaron Rodgers four times a year. They need so pass defense. Fendrick already had Fournette going two, so who does he have going to the Jacksonville oh, What's funny, Jaguars. you get two LSU guys going two and three. Uh, to the Jaguars... I actually don't have the Jaguars picking here. I think that this is where the Browns come and get Mitch Trubisky. Boom! Look at Johnny wow. Trade over here. Johnny Trade. <laughs> I hope you're taking note of this. I know you both have trades. I didn't do a trade. I went Leonard Fournette to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I did, too. I'm going Leonard Fournette as well. Yeah. I think they might look a quarterback in the second round. I think that's a possible topic. The other dark horse I'll say for them is Jonathan Allen. Watch out for him going there at four. Okay. Number five, the Tennessee Titans. Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas. What do you think of that pick? I, it's not ridiculous. Are you I looking mean, at Sims question his own mock draft here based off mine? Because that's what I'm watching. No, it's not ridiculous. The, the <laughs> do you think, think I, he's questioning it? <laughs> uh, no, that is not ridiculous to have the Tennessee Titans to go Solomon Thomas. I don't know if they really need that type of guy. Right. I mean, they got Jarrell Casey. They have actually a, a pretty decent defensive line. It's not an area of need for me. This is the Tennessee Titans? Tennessee Titans. I am going Malik Hooker. I am going both safeties going in the top five. Hey, Malik Hooker at number five. Certainly can happen. They could certainly use them. Listen, I don't love to do trades either, but this oh, one just Sims did a trade. made too much sense. This is what I did on my mock draft on the website, and it just really it, it, it's really what I believe will happen. So that's why I did it. You got the Cleveland Browns with all these picks. So on the Cleveland's trading up to get who? They're trading up to get Mitch Trubisky. So you have them trading up to four, Fendrick. Yeah. You have them trading up to five, Sims. Yes. Wow. Because I think that the Tennessee Titans, at the end of the day, they would like to John go. John Robinson's going to get some more people. More people. And I would think they really want a receiver. And I think they would feel confident that Mike Williams might be there at 12 still. And gotcha. they're still John Ross. The New York people. Jets at number six, Fendrick. Deshaun Watson. 
Wow, he's going two t- two quarterbacks in the top six. I'm going O.J. Howard at number six. I'm going O.J. Howard as well. Wow. Uh, I, I I wonder what the Jets I'm not going to lie. Do. I kind of took your info from yesterday. That's all right. I mean, I, I do think like... I just, Sims told me he heard a buzz. The quarterback thing is is just... I, I, I do think they could be a dark horse to Sean Watson lover. Remember really when do. we said Mike McCagnan was like one of the best GMs in the NFL two years ago? Yeah. Man. I don't know a guy ever said that, but... Just all the free agent moves yeah. and the draft moves and getting Leonard Williams, and it's like, wow, and then it's all dissipated. Yeah. Number seven... You're fighting Los Angeles, San Diego, Superchargers. Malik Hooker. Okay, that's right. You still had Malik yeah, Hooker. Yeah, I still have him on the board. I am going Marshawn Lattimore at number Woo, seven. Wee, 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 wee. That's not bad. I mean, listen, they could, they could use secondary in the way. This is where I'm going Jamal Adams. Mm. I, he's going to be their camp chancellor. So your safety, Malik Hooker lasted. Fedrick, and your safety, Jamal Adams I mean, lasted. you know, I just look at it and go, they got Jason Verrett. They got Casey Hayward. I th- yeah. think they're looking safety. But, I mean, you can never be wrong in going with a, a I just thought either. it was the top corner, and they needed help. I hear you. Uh, number eight, the number Carolina eight. Panthers. Uh, Carolina. I am going Jonathan Allen here. But Boom. Jonathan Allen. I think that is a that that could happen. I wouldn't suggest I've it. I've seen Christian McCaffrey is everywhere for that pick. I, I wanted to buck the trend, but that's what I did. You I went, went Christian McCaffrey? I went Christian McCaffrey. I bucked the trend. Did you? I went Ryan Ramzik, offensive lineman from Wisconsin. I think this is legitimately the first pick you can look at where that's a team that can go, they actually might look at an offensive lineman, and he's the only guy. That's what I thought. He was the, the only 20. one that I thought was up, so I think that there's a demand because there's such low supply. I know they like big people. Ooh, supply and demand. I don't think Christian McCaffrey is a fit for Carolina. I think it could work, because you were saying before, they do run a college offense. Yeah. But I look at Ramsey and I go, man, that offensive line has stunk, and like you got to protect Cam Newton eventually. Eventually, you're right. Um, number nine, the Cincinnati Bengals. Nainer. Reuben Foster. Sims kind of got some news. I mean, listen. News? Well, Reuben Foster, I mean, hearing torn labrum, off the field issues. But it's all good. It is all good because it's the Cincinnati Bengals. And they might be a team that still might say, fuck you, we're taking Reuben Foster. I went Hassan Reddick. I mean, that is very, very plausible as well. I went Jonathan Allen there because they uh, need some edge defenders. and They do. You know, Carlos Dunlap, good player. Michael Johnson getting up there in years. Geno Atkins getting up there in years. Yeah, right. They just thought that made sense. But uh, I, I don't think any of our thoughts there were totally crazy. And number 10, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm going to go get Mr. Mahomes on the phone, but I have Hassan Reddick going to the Bills. Okay. I have Mike Williams going to the Bills. Mm, I know. You know, I, I've seen people do that, and I thought about that, too. You know, I just, I just, sometimes I think, man, are they ever going to, like, is Clemson going to scare them at all? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Who are you going with? uh, I mean, Shaq Lawson and Sammy Watkins, they drafted, and both couldn't really play their first years. I am going with our man that's about to call in, Patrick Mahomes. Really? This is where he goes. Yes, I do. I think this is the perfect spot for him. I think he's the you perfect guy for Buffalo. You have the second guy ahead of Deshaun. I do, yes. I, I think Patrick Mahomes is number one on a lot of teams' boards. I really do. Flat Everything out. you've heard. Everything I've heard. And, I mean, listen, he, I know Mahomes is on here now. We're going to introduce him in a second. But he's the quarterback that excites me, no doubt about it. I mean, he's got the superstar potential. And Buffalo is a place where, okay, yeah, you got Tyrod Taylor. He might play a year. Patrick gets to sit behind him a little bit. 
And Patrick's the type of guy that will absolutely ignite a fan base. Well, let's get right to it. He is Chris Sims' favorite quarterback in this draft. He's the kid with the pop. He's the kid that's got no slop. He's the kid whose heartbeat don't stop. What, it is what am I thinking? Mahomes. What am I thinking? A Longhorn thinking a Texas Tech kid is the number one Whoa. quarterback? It's crazy. What up, Patrick? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? We're oh. doing good, man. How you doing? You, uh, you sick of talking to media people yet at this point? I'm not that. I'm just. I'm just ready to go out there and play some football now. I'm at that point where I'm ready to itching to get back on the field. Are you? Uh, where are you at this point right now? Now we're, we're taping this. Of course, we're letting everybody know out there. Wednesday. Uh, are you down in Philadelphia right now as we speak? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm in Philadelphia right now. Uh, I came. I came to kind of do some events and some appearances type stuff but i'm actually going home tonight and i'm gonna watch a draft at home in tyler texas good for you man that's awesome like, Sims, be, be around is, the family yeah, what is your advice to patrick in terms of where to watch uh yeah sit at home i, I mean you got you got tv cameras coming in the house and doing all that as well yeah well i'm doing that there's this restaurant that uh i know the owner of and he's gonna let me have the whole top floor oh, the TV cool. set up and everything like that great that's the way to do it man be around the people that count that matter that truly care for you in life screw everybody else i'm yeah, with you that's what em. i would have done the same thing <laughs> yes uh, sir yes sir uh texas tech quarterback baller sims uh has spoken so highly of you and the arm pop the the i mean he's even said brett Favre at Aaron times Rogers, yeah. when you hear those names yourself compared to those names what does that sound like in your head i mean that's awesome that's 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 where i'm striving to be like i'm trying striving to be those guys i mean those are the guys who uh i've watched a ton of and i kind of pick apart their game and add it to mine and i mean you want to be one of those best one of the best quarterbacks i ever played you know, I when I got into this process, you were like the third quarterback I watched, maybe like the fifth or sixth player overall that I had watched, and I was blown away with you, of course. And I texted a lot of friends around the NFL, like, "Man, you know, this Mahomes kid's serious." And I had some that text me back, like, "You're crazy if you think he's a first round quarterback. He's so raw out of Texas Tech." And then I think when they evaluated him and they saw you in person and saw you throw in person, I got a lot of texts, you know, saying the opposite, like, "Hey, you were right about Patrick Mahomes." My big thing is. What are the things that you get asked most by NFL teams? And I also want to know, like, do you notice the reactions of people watching your workouts as you throw the ball and as you launch a ball 78 yards down the field during your pro day? Because I talked to some of the people who worked you out, and they come away blown away with, with your arm. I just want to know what you get the feel of. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, well, first off, just uh, what they asked me about, I mean, they, they pretty much just test my knowledge for the game. I mean, they want to know how I controlled the offense at Texas Tech. And when I explained to them how much control I had, how much I was really changing plays and how much I was doing everything that I, I did, they really are kind of amazed. And they're like, whoa, I mean, that's not what we expect to hear from an air raid quarterback, is that, so they say. So, I mean, just that, first off, just kind of blows them away. And then uh, the throw at the pro day, I mean, the 78-yarder was the, the big kind of deal, but I feel like they're more impressed by how I threw the cover to the whole ball and right. through the digs and the comebacks. How easily I can make those throws, I feel like it's more more impressive to them than just the Hail Mary. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I always hear, Patrick, too. I mean, everybody just can't get over the way the ball explodes out of your hand. All right, I got w another question I want to ask just real quick because I'm very curious for, for my own. I mean, you were at Texas Tech. I think this is hilarious, actually. I don't think people are talking about this. Davis Webb was there with you. Baker, May mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield is there with you. Those two guys can throw the ball pretty damn good. I mean, yeah. I'm just amazed that it's kind of first full circle. We're talking about Davis Webb maybe being late first round, early second round pick. I mean, 
you know, just what was it like with all three of you in practice with that many talented throwers being around? Because I think Baker Mayfield's one of the best quarterbacks to come out next year. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Well, Baker, he left right before I got there. Okay. But, uh, I committed whenever he was there. But uh, he left right before I got there, and I've seen him throw a couple times. And Like you said, I feel like he's going to be one of the best guys coming out next year. And then uh, with uh, Davis and me, I mean, it was a, a fierce competition. And uh, really, we just pushed each other every single day. And uh, he's a, I, I guess we knew we were going to be in the uh, situation we are now with him being drafted and me being drafted. And, I mean, it was just something where two great quarterbacks were in the same spot. And I just got to, I came out on top and won the competition when it when it when it counted. Right. It's I like to look at what you guys major in, and when I see that you're a marketing major, that makes me think that you're able to look at this whole process as truly understanding how to sell yourself, because that's what you've been learning about in the classroom. I'm curious, through all this draft stuff and doing all the TV appearances and radio and the questions and the repetitiveness, all of it, what do you think of just what it is that the NFL draft is, and what advice would you give about marketing yourself to be a first-round pick? Because you kind of got to sell yourself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, whenever... You are a first-round pick a lot. I mean, the teams are the ones that make the pick, but the fan base is, is the one who's, who's kind of looking in on every little move that you make. So, I mean, for me, it's all about just letting the teams know I deserve to be a first-round pick by how I – my knowledge of the game, my workouts, and everything I can do that way to let the teams know. And at the same time, kind of showing the fan base is the person I am. And I, for me, that's the biggest thing is you try to market yourself and sell yourself. But for me, it's all about being – real as you can be, uh, let them see the real person you are, and I feel like that's the biggest thing that people like about me. No, I think that's exactly right, Patrick. I mean, like I said before, I've talked to a lot of people, and I can't get over how the gl- the reviews are glowing for you as a person and what they like that standpoint, and uh, I think that speaks a lot to you throughout the whole process. I think what's really interesting, Patrick, is if with you going, I mean, you, look, you have them going 10th. 10th to Buffalo. To the Buffalo. Uh, we could see it happening in Kansas City later. It could be Arizona at 13 the thing about getting drafted a little bit later is you're going to a team that's ready to win sooner than later how does that impact your mindset going to a team like that where you're around a team that you know what they they could go to the playoffs they could go to the super bowl how does that impact you Uh, i mean i mean it definitely helps out but at the same time i mean going throughout my college career and high school and just my whole entire life no matter what team i'm on i believe that we're going to win I mean, that's just how my mindset is. I believe I, that we could beat anybody. So it, no matter where I would go, I would believe that mindset that we're going to the Super Bowl and, and we're going to win it. And that's just the mindset I have, everything I attack, and I attack everything that way. Um, I, I want to just go into, like, your visits a little bit or just some of your even your workouts. Uh, listen, I know you're not going to talk bad about any team, and, and I'm sh- sure you enjoyed the process mostly, but is there a team that you visited with or a coaching staff or even players on a certain team that you got to mesh with during one of these visits where you just said, man, that was a really cool experience or I had a lot of fun there that day, whether they draft you or not? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places, though. I mean, I really enjoyed the entire process, and I, I mean that. It's, I, I loved getting to see the different facilities, the cities, and, I mean, just seeing what it's like to be kind of a professional athlete, I mean, always. And, I mean, just seeing all that different stuff was, was awesome to me, and there was a lot of great offensive-minded coaches that I got to talk football with, and I learned at every single one of them. Can you believe I had to be John Gruden's quarterback for six years? How did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that I was that cool. Was, I bet that was awesome, though. <laughs> it, it was. You know what? And, I mean, that's – 
I was shocked. John John Gruden usually does not like the physically gifted gunslinger. Yeah, he likes the Aaron Murrays. He, well, he likes maybe the little more conservative approach. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you guys, that was a great little segment, but it was cool to watch. And I was truly shocked and blown away that he gave you such a high stamp of approval. Yeah, how crazy do you think he is? Could you see it in his <laughs> eyes, Patrick? <laughs> no, I mean, he, he acts exactly the same as in person as he is on TV. But, <laughs> he I mean, does. that's how, how passionate he is. You love that. I mean, whenever you love the game and people love the game you can really respect that all right so we were saying before that i've heard you compared to brett Favre and all that i see that in high school you you played basketball and baseball too i'm curious what would your comparisons be for your basketball game and what would your comparisons be for your baseball game uh baseball game uh i would say i'm almost kind of like a who's a who's a I, I said Manny Machado. Oh, I like that. You got yeah. a you got a, like a throwing motion like him too. Yeah, and so that that would be and then basketball. I would say, huh? I, I don't know who how, who's kind well, of. What was your game? How did how did you play? I what kinda, was your I style? I kind of played like I played kind of like a Magic Johnson, just kind of a point guard, but bigger guy. But, right. But that, but I thought I got I didn't have a really good chance of being that good since I was only uh, six two six three. Wherever everybody else in basketball is like six eight. <laughs> right, the point guards are six eight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, man, I mean, I'm really excited for you this in this process. Yeah, Sims was excited to talk to you. I, I really was. I'm so glad you came on, man. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I, I'm just gonna throw this out. You could tell me to shut the fuck up if you want, but uh, what, so if you had a if you had a roll the dice right now and you said this team is gonna pick me, you're gonna put yourself out there right now and go. I think this team's gonna pick me. Yeah, or they who's like coming me the at most? you the hardest? I, I, I honestly, I don't know. There, there's like I would say there's probably like four or five teams that I, I, I think could pick me. Right. And then there's always like that one or two wild cards. So it, it's hard for me to say one team. I feel like a lot of teams like me, and you never know who's being truthful and who's trying to yeah. trying to show stuff and not do it. Yeah, I, I hear you. We were just talking here. I got drafted by Tampa, and I never talked to them at any point. Had no idea I was even on their radar. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you, does baseball, do you think baseball helped you become a better thrower of the football? I think it definitely gave me the arm strength. Uh, just – I think baseball and then basketball division, I feel like uh, all both those sports definitely helped me out in football, just using those whenever I came to football and started playing that. Did you think you ever had to, like, kind of tweak your mechanics at all when you got done playing baseball and then you got back into football season? Did you always – did? was there a certain thought you thought that you had to think there, of mechanically? There honestly wasn't. I just knew I had to be shorter. I couldn't be as right. long with my – with my throwing motion, but other than that, I mean, I really just kind of went out there and started playing. Yeah. All right, so I need to plan something with you, Patrick. Here's the deal. You're going to be sitting there in this restaurant. You're going to have your family and friends all around you, and we've all seen this before. You're going to get a phone call. You're going to talk. You're going to turn around, and everyone's going to yell and hug you. Mm-hmm. Who are you hugging yes, first? Who are you hugging first? Have you, have you figured gotta, it out? got to hug my mom first. Mom's first. Uh, yeah. Who's getting the first, like, high-five bro pound? Uh, I would say probably one of one of my probably my best friend Jake. Ooh, Jake with the bro pound. Jake gonna get some TV time. I really, yeah. I think here's what you need to do, Patrick. I think this is how we could take you from a first round quarterback that's gonna be a baller to a first round legend that can go down in infamy. And what I think that <laughs> yeah. is is as soon as you put down the phone because you know the camera's on you, put it down, look at the camera. Give the two guns, the Texas Tech two guns, right to the camera with a wink, and then hug your mom. So you have to control yourself for two seconds. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like Bleacher Report, 
that is like a gif that we're going to take out. It will be all over. <laughs> right. And they'll be like, wow, Patrick Mahomes is so cool under He's pressure. He's so charismatic. He's so charismatic. Right. Wink, guns, hug mom. <laughs> All right, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, just you know, and then if you want to be like, "Hey, Lefko told me that," that'd be dope. Awesome. <laughs> All right, man, get away from us. You're the man. Hey, good luck with everything. You know, we'll be rooting for you. Yeah, safe travels, man. I appreciate it. Be All good. Right, guns up. Yeah. <laughs> guns up. Hook 'em horns. Guns up. I like his noise. The enemy is all right. Which was these guys are insane. <laughs> yeah, dude. If he did that though. It would be an awesome Well, moment. I think all you have to really know, that conversation says it all, though, to me. I mean, it just, it just says everything you've heard. You can just tell he's such an easy, natural, normal guy. It's easy to talk to him. Uh, and, then, of course, he's worried about what he might say or whatever it oh, is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's probably a lot that. better in a closed room when there's not microphones on and stuff. What is, his voice was a little uh, higher yeah, than I thought it was he's a little. Be. He's a little like that, yeah. He's got kind of a Colt McCoy voice. <laughs> he's a baller, man. I'm excited. I just still can't get over that, like him and Davis Webb being there at the same time and then Baker Mayfield just leaving town. Uh, I saw Davis Webb and Baker Mayfield. Who are the four to five teams that you think talk to him? Kansas City. Uh, yep. That, I, you, that you think are hot on his trails. I think the teams that talk to him, the Jets – at six, I think Kansas City for sure. I think the Chargers at seven, I'm sure, have done their homework. I think the Saints, listen, anytime I hear John Gruden's high on the team, I also think Sean Payton's high on that guy as well. Ah. Right? So that's just where I go with that. Uh, and then, of course, Arizona and Buffalo. Just if you need it. Oh, perfect. All right. So uh, that was really cool. I'm glad we got to talk to him. Let us all quickly just chronicle what our top 10 was. Um, so Sims, you, well, I'll do, what was your top 10? Do you remember yours? I have it on my desktop. Yeah. Can I read? It. Yeah, please. Okay. My top 10 was Miles Garrett, Leonard Fournette, Jamal Adams, Mitch Trubisky, Solomon Thomas, Deshaun Watson, Malik Hooker, Jonathan Allen, Ruben Foster, and Hassan Reddick. Mine went Garrett to Cleveland, Solomon Thomas to San Francisco, Jamal Adams to Chicago, Leonard Fournette to Jacksonville, Malik Hooker to Tennessee, O.J. Howard to the Jets, Marshawn Lattimore to the Chargers, Ramzik to the Panthers, Hassan Reddick to the Bengals, and then Mike Williams to Buffalo. Do you have your top ten memorized? Do you I, want me to read Well, it? I got it right here. Oh, I, got, okay. I got Miles Garrett, Cleveland Browns, 49ers, Solomon Thomas, Bears, Malik Hooker, Jaguars, Leonard Fournette, Tennessee trades at a five, Cleveland goes up there at five, takes Mitchell Trubisky, yep. six, O.J. Howard to the Jets, seven, Jamal Adams to the yep. Chargers, Christian McCaffrey to the Panthers, Jonathan Allen to the Bengals at nine, and Patrick, my main Mahomie, going to the Bills at ten. All right, so let us go from there. Sims, you're going to finish your mock. You're so confident about your mock, you're not calling it a mock. You're calling it the answer key. The answer key. It's a combination dun, of dun, predictions dun. as well as talk, talking oh, to people. So you know, are you not the Oracle anymore? Uh, well, no, the Oracle this, has an answer key. The, the oh, Oracle okay. has an answer key for okay. this one, right? Great. And And just so everybody out there knows, I did my, my like, I tried to be the GM of each team. I really did. I've done my evaluations of these players, how I had them ranked, and I literally went down the list and said, okay, here's Cleveland at one. Okay, that's what they got to do. 49ers. I'm the 49ers GM now. This is what their needs are on the team. Who makes sense to go gotcha. there? So, All right, we are up to 11. It's not what I'm hearing or right. what I think's going to happen. All right, we are up to 11, the New Orleans Saints. I'm trying to guess who you who I think you're going to pick. I don't know. Who did you pick for the Saints at 11? I went Marshawn Lattimore. I had him falling out of the top wow. 10 because, because of, of the, the hamstrings. Right. So well, that would be an amazing pick for them. That would absolutely be amazing. All right. So you have Tennessee now has the 12th pick because right. they traded with Cleveland. Is this where they take Mike Williams? 
I didn't go Mike Williams. So you don't and have this Mike Williams. This is where I'm in trouble. This is probably where this is where my mock can be wrong. And I don't know. I know half the teams have him on their board and half the teams have taken him off because of medicals. I have them going John Ross. You have him you have t- the John Ross being the first wide receiver taken. I do. Why over Mike Williams well, for the Tennessee Listen, Titans? I like Mike Williams. I just look at I think I was more looking at what I think Tennessee would want out of their receivers at this position. And if I'm the GM, I go, man, I got the Taze Sharps and the Rashard Matthews. I already have the Mike Williams. Gotcha. I know they're not as talented, but they're you not. You want too- the speed. We need the speed guy. And you have Marcus Mariota. And you have the ability to run the speed sweeps and options out mm. the back door and do some of that college crap that Mariota will flourish yeah. in because of his athleticism. Interesting. Arizona Cardinals at 13. Are they going quarterback? No, I do not have them. I go. I have them going Hassan Riddick at okay, thirteen. You have Riddick going at thirteen. I do. And and really, the more I hear, this is not going to happen. Hassan Riddick. I, I mean, just. I'm very surprised you didn't have Hassan Riddick going in your top ten. I know. I just couldn't. After you talked about how he was a top five talent, he is in my book. He is one of the five freakiest athletes in the draft. Uh, I just didn't know if the positional need quite met there in the top 10. So, yeah, I got him at 13. Number 14, the Philadelphia Eagles. Christian McCaffrey is gone. Who did you go with? I went with Gary Con- Conley. I just made a bet with Matt Miller. Miller made me a bet that Gary Conley will not be drafted. I believe he will be drafted. He and I would be happy with him going to 14. With all this off-the-field stuff, it's just... Man, it's all, he came out really strong with his response. He, came, he released a statement here today, too, as Very well. strong yeah, response. So, to basically say, I've not been charged with anything. I didn't do anything. I'm not guilty. Uh, listen, I got a 10-year-old little girl, so just take it as what it is. And I'm always pro-woman in anything. I really am. Uh, the story sounds a little shady to me. I'm just going to say it out flat out. I mean, the girl knew she was going upstairs to see an orgy. She didn't want to partake in it, but she wanted to watch she didn't make a statement to the police. It just doesn't seem like it connects to me. If he did it and he did this, then, then he damn, will face the punishment. Screw you, Gary and Connolly, and I was wrong. But it just seems shady, and I've seen too many stories in my history, and we've seen it here in recent history, whether it's Lyle Collins or Laramie Tunzel, uh, of these type of incidences. And, and the same week of the draft. Right. It's, it, it's becoming really annoying. It is annoying. And, I, and I've seen it personally. I told you today on Facebook Live. I, I dated a girl in my, jun- my senior year in college, and it came time where, okay, I was going to leave school because I was going to go to the the senior bowl, the NFL combine, and she realized that I was going to kind of cut ties with her, and that was going to be it. And she tried to pull the pregnant card on me. So I've seen all How these. How did she do it? She she basically like was wondering like why I hadn't been talked to her about me moving and why I'm not coming back. And then like later that day, she tried to basically she came to my apartment and tried to tell me she was pregnant. And, and then what did you say? I was like I was like man, really? I was like. Well, make an appointment to the doctor, and we'll go together, and and, and we'll, we'll figure that. And she's like, okay. And then she left, and I was like, I, got, I had to go somewhere, and we never talked again, actually. So, so if you're out there, <laughs> yeah, listen. My number is two one five. So that's I mean. the crazy. <laughs> That's the crazy shit. That's the crazy crap. I told. Listen, I've just seen so many of these stories, so I'm just not going to accuse Gary Ann Conley until I see. I understand it. So uh, just last year alone, Lyle Collins. Why are you? <laughs> I mean, just it couldn't have been more poorly timed. Your joke there. We're having a serious <laughs> oh, conversation. Really good timing. <laughs> Number fifteen, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I know they need defense. I know they need big people. Uh, I don't know. There's not a lot of that in this draft. Are there any speedy wide receivers available yeah, right. for the Colts to draft? Who here? are you going with the Colts at fifteen? <laughs> uh. Dalvin Cook. 
Wow. Number 15, yes. I thought he's not going in the first round. We'll see. We're going to see. He's got off-the-field concerns. I went with it. I did. I, I just felt like he might be too good for them to pass up at that point. Yes, there are teams that have, have him off the board wow. or won't take him in the first round because he has off-the-field issues, just like Reuben Foster. Yep. So those are some of the lightning rods of this draft right now to see where this whole thing goes. Let me just see who some of the biggest names that you have that you haven't said yet. Uh, we know You haven't said Ramsey. You haven't said Foster. You haven't said a guy like Charles Davis. And a lot of the, the defensive ends haven't been taken. Number 16. With the 16th pick in the draft. The Baltimore Ravens. Select. select. Mike Williams. Wide Ooh. receiver. Clemson. Right. Like that? <laughs> Clemson. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Did they go Perriman last year or was that two years ago? Two years two ago. Two years ago. Yes. Now, listen, if like a Joku or a Rams check are still on the board there, I do think that's last a possibility. Last year was Ronnie Stanley. Right. Yes. Uh, I do think that's a possibility, Joku or Ramshek maybe at, at that spot. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it's got to be. I looked at their O line. I thought their O line was fine. I, agree I don't too. think they have enough weapons. Is Ramshek yeah. actually how you say that, or is it? We Ram- don't know. Ramzik? No. I think Honestly, was, dude, we're just going to say it until he comes in the podcast. I think it's and Ramzik. We'll I right. think, but I could be wondering. Wrong. With the 17 selection, the Washington Redskins select. The Washington Redskins get their middle linebacker and Jared Davis from Florida. Ooh, that's the perfect situation for it w- them. It would be. It so makes over Reuben Foster. Yeah, Reuben Foster. I have him falling farther down because of dilute specimen getting disinvited for the combine for fighting for the medical staff at, I mean, at getting disinvited from the draft for fighting with the medical staff at the combine. And yes, I know there's off the field issues with Reuben Foster as well. They concern a lot of teams. Jared Page with the 18th pick. Is this the Tennessee Titans? Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans select. They've already taken John Ross with the 12th pick after trading back. With right. the 18th pick, they select. Fabian Moreau, corner UCLA that no one's talking about that is definitely one of the five best corners in this well, draft. There, I, I heard Miller talk about it. A lot of people are bringing up the torn peck. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen any DBs run on their chest or their hands <laughs> recently, so I'm going to go with he's going to oh! be okay. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I Listen, I don't think well, how many corners have you had taken four, before th- him? Four, three, five at six foot, 206, 38 inch vertical, 136 inch broad jump. How many corners have you had taken before him? I've in only, your mock? I only two. Only the two Ohio State Marshawn and Gary, Gary Conley. Conley. The only, wow. Yeah, I had him going three. Have you guys noticed a name conspicuously missing from the uh, first 20 picks here? Uh, well, we're up to 19. No what? team has drafted Malik McDowell yet. I'm wondering if people have been listening to the podcast, <laughs> trusting my scouting reports. Someone tweeted at me. Someone messaged me and was like, uh, Sims couldn't find his scouting report from Malik McDowell because the producer kid stole it and read it. Uh, pick number, nine, not true. I pick number the 19, the Tampa, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Select. Select. Taco Charlton. Wow. DN, Michigan. Tell yep. me why. Uh, because it is a position of need, certainly, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they were towards the bottom of the list in sacks and football. Getting is Charlton a guy that will get to the quarterback? Taco is a good He is a good pass rusher. You like him more than a Barnett, a McKinley, and a Harris. I do. I think he's a better player than all of them. I really do. Wow. In total. Now, he might not be quite as good a pass rusher as Harris, uh, but he's a bigger man. 
He is more fluid as far as just an athletic overall body. He's more pliable, bendable, yeah. and I think he's going to be able to do more. I mean, uh, he's a kid that uh, I just want to make sure I got it right here, but what's Taco Charlton? So no Buda Baker there, no corner there. No Buda I thought about going safety there. I'm not going to go corner. They got Brent Gines, and they drafted a corner in the top ten last year, so okay. I couldn't do that. And there's no offensive lineman at Garrett Bowles or anything that you think would be worthy. I don't think so. Garrett Bowles, to me, is Who's not Who's the a- other guy? Ramshick? Who's the other uh, four? Lamp. Forrest Lamp and Cam Robinson. Those are the only three first rounders. Taco Charlton, though, 6'6", 277. Mike Smith usually likes pretty big right. defense alignment. I think it makes sense. And with the 20... Oh, it's your phone. Oh. Okay, I'm not answering it. With the 20th pick, the Denver Broncos select... Rams check. Wait, didn't you already have him going somewhere? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks. So you got Rams. So th- wow. So you had the first offensive lineman coming off at twenty. At twenty, yes. Ramcheck. I think he. I have my first offensive lineman coming off at eight. Yeah. Well, I think that was the last spot. If I looked at it, I said that that would be the last spot. Maybe the Colts at, at fifteen, if they wanted it to go. Is, line. It is interesting because the Colts have put a lot of money in their O line. Eagles don't need O line. Ravens don't need O line. Washington doesn't need O line. Tennessee definitely doesn't need O line. No. Arizona, maybe. Maybe. Cleveland does not. No. New Orleans does not. Wow. Buffalo does not. I know. It's more than when you really start to look at it, you go, yeah, there's not as many. Yeah, the teams. only other one maybe is the Bengals at nine. The Bengals at nine. I mean, the Bucks Bengals, at ten Bucks could maybe, right? Nineteen. Right. And then the Broncos. Okay. The Detroit Adam Lefko's favorite Lions. Yeah. Twenty one. Yep. This is uh David Joku, tight end, Miami. Wow. Okay, so him and Ebron, double tight end set, you get him the weapon on offense. Right, and it's Bob Quinn who came from New England. He's going to believe in having two tight ends as is anyways, I would believe. And uh, And Ebron's number two at this point. I think so. You're exactly right. The Miami Dolphins at 22. What's going to happen to me that's going to be funny there is like if if Baltimore takes a Joku at 16, you know, where does Mike Williams go? You know what I mean? Does he go to the Tennessee at 18? That's where it's going to be interesting for me. I, I don't. Or I does don't, he fall to 21? Man. Or maybe he's not on the board. Maybe I'm wrong altogether. Well, no, I think if, if the situation is Mike Williams is on the board and John Ross goes at 12, uh, Washington could use him, but they need to go defense. Yes. Mike Williams maybe at 18 to Tennessee. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go back-to-back wide receivers right. with your trade. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't see him going to Tampa Bay. I don't see him going to Denver. I don't see him going to Detroit. I don't see him going to Miami. I don't see him Detroit going to Detroit. Is a team I think would maybe think about him. Maybe because they they don't have that guy. They got Golden Tate, right? Uh, they got Marvin. They should Jones. let Matt Mellon come in and make Mike Williams to the ten- to the Detroit <laughs> Lions pick. Yeah, and then after that, I mean, not to the Raiders, not to the Texans, maybe to the Seahawks. I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, who did you pick for twenty two? Uh, twenty two. I went Dolphins. Miami Dolphins offensive line. Cam Robinson as a guard. None of these guys are tackles. They're all guards. No way any of them can start at left tackle in the NFL. So you have in Cam one. Robinson at Miami at 22. Man. And so then he would slide in on the right side. He'll be basically, uh, it could be either guard. I mean, pull so they'll have Tunsil at left tackle. Juwan James at right tackle. Yes. Uh, you got him at one of the guards, and you got them one of the Pouncey twins um, as, your, as your center. And I just got to pull up the roster. But they, they have other guards on their roster as well. I just can't remember the names off the top I of my head. I'm, I'm pulling it up. They have uh, Anthony Steen, Jermon Bushrod, Ted Larson, and Craig Ur- Urbic. Yeah, so all guys that they can get away with if they had yes. to, certainly. Pick number 23, the New York football giants. Both tight ends are off the board. Yeah. Where are you going? 
both tight ends are off the board, and you know, would they take a would they take a flyer on a Reuben Foster? That's what I was thinking because they need a linebacker. They could use a middle linebacker certainly. I have them going Forrest Lamp, the left tackle from Western Kentucky, who I think will become their guard to set up DJ Fluker, right tackle. I know. Listen, call me batshit crazy. You won't be the first. I still think Eric Flowers is the left tackle. So I, you have Eric Flowers at left, Justin Pugh at left guard, Winston Richburg at right guard. You would have Forrest Lamp at right guard and DJ Fluker at right tackle. Yes. And then you'd have Jerry and all those guys backing them up. Right. It's a lot better than it was. Yeah. It's so a we'll lot see. better than it was. You know, my thought for everybody out there, Eric Flowers is technique-oriented issues. Uh, and get, don't get me wrong, they're and issues. But, but I just don't think it's a physical issue. So we'll see where it 24th goes. 24th pick in the first round of the NFL draft the oakland raiders select they go pass rusher i got him going charles harris charles harris you know who's last in football in sacks harris, last year harris, 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 harris. raiders the oakland raiders man they got Khalil Mack, and everybody thinks they just get after the quarterback. Yeah. No, he's the only guy that gets. Well, they after had the this whole two-year Alden Smith plan that didn't work. Out. I know, poor Alden. But yeah, I got him going. Uh, Charles Harris. I just look at this. It's Jack Del Rio. It's Jack Norton Jr. Uh, they're going to believe Jr. in Ken Norton Jr. Sorry, they're going to believe in pass rushers. They need it there. So listen, their secondary certainly needs help. I know that. Maybe they go corner here. Maybe I'm wrong. But I know also this will help out their pass defense a little bit as well to get some pressure on the quarterback. So you had. Um, Mitch Trubisky going at five yep. in a trade. Yep. You had Patrick Mahomes going at ten. Yeah. It's the only quarterbacks off the board. It is. You got a quarterback going at twenty five to the Houston Texans? I don't. Wow. I, I just I don't think Deshaun Watson is a Billy O'Brien. So yeah, I got into these things too, and I just got into going, I don't think that meshes those people. Wow. So, All right. So with the twenty fifth pick, the Houston Texans select. Obi Melinfanwu. Wow. Connecticut. Yes. Uh, again, I, you know, I think that Safety. He, he's going a little too under the radar. What is not to like about 6'4, 224, 4 4 flat, highest vertical in the combine at 44 inches, makes every freaking tackle in the world on film. I never saw him miss a tackle or anybody beat him in open space. Now, he doesn't knock your head off, yeah. but he is the word is safety, right? He saves them from big plays all the time, and he's tremendous in the pass game. And we're talking about the era of the tight end, the pass-catching tight end. And if this 6'4", 225-pound motherfucker can't do it, then no one can. Number 26, the Seattle Seahawks wow. select. You like that one? That was, was, that, was, that, was there, right? that was lit. Yeah. That was, that was fiery. The Seattle Seahawks stay up in the Pacific Northwest and they go with Buddha. He likes to smoke lots of Buddha Baker. I don't know. I don't know that. That was an invalid. <laughs> I just went with that. Sorry, Buddha. I got so scared. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that to you, Buddha. I don't That's know that. That's what we call slander in the <laughs> yes, old journalism you're right. business. All right. So, Seattle, you see Buddha Baker replacing Earl Thomas or I mean, filling in at corner nickel type of stuff? I think that's exactly right. Doing he can, everything. He can kind of do everything, right? I mean, I've got to see him play plenty of safety and know he can be an. Interesting. I thought maybe you'd go Kevin King there. I, I thought about Kevin King. I just I can't bring myself to bring Kevin King in the first round. I really can't. Um, and this is a guy that I think Buddha could play man-to-man on the outside. He could play in the nickel. And then, yes, if Earl Thomas wants to retire after this year, like he was talking this offseason, then he could be Earl Thomas in the back Did end. Did you have Reuben Foster drafted yet? I have not, So no. big names still on the board that I'm just recalling. Reuben Foster is still aboard, and we're at 27 with the Kansas City Chiefs. Derek Barnett is still on the board. Corey Davis is still on the board. Um, Malik McDowell, Takaris McKinley, T.J. Watt, uh, Curtis Samuel. 
Uh, Marlon Humphrey is right. still on the board, and Deshaun Watson is yeah. still on the board. Right. Did you say that Adoree is still on the board? Adoree Jackson is still on the board. Number 27, the Kansas City Chiefs select. Kansas City is the ultimate, if the value's not there, trade down in the second round. They're a team that doesn't need a whole lot. I mean, they got just about everything. They really does. Does Deshaun Watson fit them? No, Reuben Foster does, because if there's one spot they need, it's the middle linebacker. After so Derek Johnson. This is injury. where I went to it, yes. Deshaun Watson, I thought about it once again. I don't think Deshaun Watson is an Andy Reid guy either. I just don't. I don't think that's going to mesh. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. He could fit the Kansas City system and what they do, no doubt about it. But, yeah, I went Reuben Foster instead. Number 28, the Dallas Cowboys. This just seems to be a Takaris McKinley pick here. Um, I didn't. I went corner. I went to Dory Jackson. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, I thought about the the edge guys like Barnett. I, and all I have a question because yeah. I looked at Dallas's defensive line, and yeah. I don't know why they're being mocked to take a defensive line. Uh, thank you. I, I don't get it. To say all the names. Tyrone Crawford, Cedric Thornton, Malik Collins, Demarcus Lawrence, David Irving. I mean, all I did was see him destroy all people. We talked about in the last football. ten six weeks of the year. Benson right. Mayoa, they get from Oakland is pretty right. good, but they get Stephen Paella. They still have Charles Tapper, and they got Demontre Moore from Seattle, and. Randy Gregory is not even back in yet. Oh, yeah. So it, you're That's right. That's why I never I, – I, I wrote that down. I go, why pass rusher? Because I was looking at their roster, and I was like, see, they have Nolan Carroll starting, and that seems like an issue. With Nolan Carroll or, or Orlando Skandrick, who's had Orlando Skandrick, who's had little issues as far as injuries are concerned. So yeah, yeah, that's why I went corner. Adoree Jackson to me has been yeah, a guy for that's me. For me, they're either going linebacker just because of my Sean Lee theory. If you're planning on Sean Lee being healthy again, you're crazy. Uh, or corner, so that makes a lot of sense. I know, but they, the, their talk is that Jalen Smith is feeling better, and I think they have real hopes that Jalen can play this year. So. Uh, and, and Sounds I don't, a little iffy. I know, it is iffy. And I just don't think there's a value for a middle linebacker there. That was if the Jared Page too. and Reuben Foster are gone. Yeah, sure. if Jared, yep. So, uh, Adoree. Adoree's 29, the, the Green Bay Packers. Yep, I'm going corner again. You know, I thought about maybe adding some interior D-line help. Um, you know, I even thought about receiver. I thought about things like that, but... Running back went through my mind is Alvin Kamara. Which corner? I went Shadobia Woozy. Shadobia Woozy. Yes. So you have him. The corners that you still have on the board, Marlon Humphrey is still on the board. Who's not a corner in my eyes. I mean, you can't be a corner and they, they average 19 yards a catch on you. Kevin King out of Washington. Jordan Lewis. Tease Tabor still on the board. Um, yeah. Okay. So Shadobia Woozy. Listen, to me, first-round corners are guys that are physically freakish sure. athletes explosive as hell chidobi awuzi is he's four four three he's strong as hell he plays he's 202 pounds he's six foot before we move on yeah. Demarius randall quinton rollins ladarius gunter how many of them have proven to be a good pick by the packers in the last few years i think they've kind of missed on all of them really i mean i, I you know randall was a safety in college who they're trying to make From a Arizona corner State, right. right quinton rollins was a corner uh, that I really think should be a safety. He was a he was a, what what is he Ohio uh, Quentin Rollins? Uh, uh, I can't Bowling remember. Green? It, Bowling no. It's one of the MAC teams. I know. I can't think it off the top of my head. But either way, and then Ladarius Gunter. Yeah, I mean he's young, and we saw his issues there last year. Yeah, so they, they, they need Devon help in the secondary. It's they one do. of the worst pass defenses in football. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at number thirty. And I did think going pass rusher with the Packers too, but man, it is Nick Perry and Clay Matthews are still there. They're not desperate for that. Right. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers at thirty. I'm going Derek Barnett from Tennessee here. 
Um, Barnett is a guy that I think is being overvalued in the draft only because of his production. Look at his production in college. He beat, that's all I ever hear. He beat Reggie White's sack record. Uh, you know, but there's never anything about his physical traits. Never like, oh, he's got an unbelievable explosive get off. This is a big Sims take. So when they start talking about production, they don't talk about what he does physically. Th- that just tells something. you that it's a red flag. They don't even hear themselves talking. Like, you haven't talked about anything he does in the field physically good except a number that's on a stat line after the game. And when you watch him, a lot of the sacks become because the quarterback holds the ball, whatever else. They're just mi- messing the pocket. But he is a good player. Don't get me wrong. I just don't mm. think he's top 20 worthy. And this is a team that just lost Jarvis Jones. Uh, our man Harrison's getting up yes. there in age. They could use another guy opposite of Dupree. Number 31, the Atlanta Falcons. I, this is where I think the Falcons got to go pass rusher. And there's guys there. Takaris McKinley's there, right? I mean, yeah. um, but... but. But this but. is where I think the old Jacksonville Jaguars a come trade. up. A trade, trade alert, I think trade somebody alert. is coming up right around this part of the f- first round to get a Deshaun Watson, a Davis Webb, whoever it may so be. So you think Jacksonville, after taking Leonard Fournette at four, trades up and takes? I think they're going to take Deshaun Watson at 31. Wow. That's and the I'm Blake Bortles v. Deshaun Watson battle, and I think that Deshaun will win that team over in one practice. Way too early predictions. Who starts week one for the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> Listen, I, I got you, everything you hear from Coughlin tells you that he's certainly concerned with Blake Bortles. So uh, if you read between the lines there, and, you know, like Lefko said, these guys have been watching football. They've watched the Final Four. They've watched Deshaun Watson and go, man, he's clutch. He's awesome. He's smooth. He's Deshaun a leader. Watson, Leonard Fournette. Allen Robinson. That's what I mean. It, it really he, he good. And, and you can Marquise re- Lee, Allen yeah. Hearns, right? And then who's their tight end? They, need, they don't need to reinvent the wheel. Uh, their tight end. Oh, no, they, they, got traded, trade they traded. They traded Julius we Thomas. Talk, yeah. uh, oh yeah, they traded. But they signed the somebody. They signed um, the Michael Rivera, right? Yes, Mikael Rivera, and You're they right. still have uh, Mercedes Lewis. Am I right there? Uh, they do. They have both of those yeah, guys. Right, and they're ready to go. So there you go. All right. So then the last pick of the first round. Yep. The New Orleans Saints, you had them taking uh, the Ohio State Marshawn Lattimore at 11. Yep. So they got their corner. Right. They're a really stacked team. Last pick of the first round. Stay in the secondary because you had the worst pass defense in football last year. And this is where I like Josh Jones from North Carolina State. Safety. Mm. He's just, again... First round's about physical eliteness, and this guy's one of the freakiest guys in the draft. Um, I'm just going to pull up his stuff right here, but he's 6'1", he's 220. He will literally try to de- so decapitate people. him with Von Bell and Kenny Vaccaro. Yeah. I mean, he runs 4-4-1. He's one of the most explosive guys I saw on film. All right, so let's do this. So you predicted there'd be a lot of corners and safeties. Yeah. How many corners and safeties do you have in your first round mock? I didn't even count this, but there's, you there's three. Um, here we go. Four. Um, five, six, seven, eight. I got eight, eight secondary players. Uh, I'm seeing so the big names that you didn't have in your draft in your first round. Um, you did not no have Corey Davis. No, wow. Yeah, Corey Davis is not a first round wide receiver to me. And the thing I'll tell people out there, just to be real simple with it, right? Uh, same school as Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings is a more explosive athlete, and he was an early second round pick. Mm. No T.J. Watt. No T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt's really good. I mean, would I be shocked if Pittsburgh took him there at 30 or something like that? Certainly not. But, I, again, the combine numbers have inflated him a little too much for my, for my eyes. No Marlon Humphrey. Nope. No Curtis Samuel. Nope. 
Um, no Evan Ingram. No, Evan Ingram's interesting. He's certainly in that discussion. I could there. see him going one of those late teams. Yep. Right. Like I mean, this Pittsburgh. Does Pittsburgh take I a think shot Pittsburgh him? would make a lot of sense because of the whole Ladarius Green thing. Yeah. But if they want to add depth in the D line, yeah, those are the favorite. No Tredavious White. Right. Tredavious White, again, I'm not taking a nickel corner in the top 32 picks of the draft. No Garrett Bowles, no Carl Lawson. No. Uh, you know, Carl Lawson, I love him. Um, I just think the medical thing is going to knock him down to the second round. Somebody's going to get a gem of Carl Lawson, and they're going to go, look, we got the second best pass rusher. Is your mock draft up on the website right now? It is, yes. All right, so if you guys Google Chris Sims mock draft, it'll pop up. Or, or check it out in our brand new app. Oh, the BR app. Aha. It is the brand new BR app, full-fledged with a brand new big old B and a big old R and a small little slash. Um, we are going to compare our top tens, and that will be tomorrow. If you guys, if you're listening to this Thursday or you're listening to it Friday, uh, join us. We're going to be doing the draft live on Facebook uh, at 730, so join us there. Uh, it'll be me, Sims, Miller, Fenge, uh, Felder, and Nelson uh, going at it. That'll be great. If you guys are listening later, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Episode. Uh, as always, please comment on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review, and I'll make sure that Fendrick reads those. Yeah, I didn't do my job this week. You went to the Twitter. You went to your home. My home base. Home base. Twitter, Twitter. spreadsheet. How? So you're feeling really confident. I, I I feel pretty good. Which picks are you the most confident about? And which ones are you the least confident about? Oh gosh, I like. I really am very confident in my top five. Read your top five again. Miles Garrett, one. Solomon Thomas, two. Malik Hooker, three to the Bears. Number four, Leonard Fournette to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then a trade up for Mitchell Trubisky. Exactly. And then you feel confident about Jets with O.J. Howard? Yeah, my top ten I feel really good about, actually. I really do. You should write. I should have said it. More. Seven, Jamal Adams. Eight, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Nine, a Bengals. Jonathan Allen. And then ten, Bills, Patrick Mahomes. Right. Man, that would be dope. I Patrick think- Mahomes goes ten. Everyone's going to blow up. I, I just feel like it's coming. I want to get. I think that I think it just it's a league that wants quarterbacks that can make plays, and he's one of them. Shout out to uh, Patrick Mahomes being an awesome guest. Seems like a great guy. We are going to root for him hard. Yep. Uh, I think we caught him off guard with the with the cursing, and we'll see if he does the finger point wink. What do you think the percentage chance is that he does it? Zero. I'm going to put it at ten. I'm going to put it at eight. Okay. God, I. <laughs> Watching you on the Facebook live stream, if he actually does it, if what, he, if he, what does if he it, goes guns up and says, "Thanks, Lefko." If he does it, can we like make a video yes. about him doing that yes. with uh, this conversation? Yeah, of right. course, yeah. one Good. step ahead of you, pal. Good. All right, uh, you guys are awesome as always. One twelve will be next week. Uh, we'll recap the draft and kind of go over everything, and we'll want all of your questions about winners, losers, and otherwise. For what was that? It was my phone. Okay. Fur fur Sims. Peace out. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Fur fur Sims. Fur Fedrick. Good night, everybody. I'm Lefko. Love you guys very much. See you soon. See ya.